Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Loso, man. And y'all listen to the number one sports podcast out, MTMV Sports. Y'all see it. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincere with MTNV Sports, and today I am, um, I don't know, elated, um, overjoyed, like crazy excited about um, the chance to speak to um, NFL, our Panthers beat writer, Miss um, Quick. Um, how are you doing today? T- tell, tell the people who you are. Like, I mean, I got a chance to kind of, you know, check you out on, on Twitter. That's kind of where I saw you. Tell the people who you are. Um, I'm actually in my third season covering the Panthers um, as a beat, but I'm a, I was a freelance journalist. I now um, contri- I'm a contributor for Fox Sports 1340 AM, and I also have my own site called ClickOutTheBlocks.com, where you know I cover basketball, college basketball, NBA, college football, NFL, NASCAR, pretty much anything sports related that you can name. Oh wow! Look, I can't. I can't wait to talk to you about some um, NCAA basketball stuff. Normally, I'm not really that deeply involved, right? Um, but uh-huh. with this whole Zion situation, I'm a oh, little excited. Definitely a monster. So I I can't wait. Is, is there going to be a big? Um, well, you know what? We'll, we'll, okay, I want to ask now. Is there going to be um, a huge rivalry? I mean, there's already a rivalry between I think um, North Carolina and Duke, right? So there is, and um, some some years is more competitive than others. But I think watching the Tar Heels and watching Duke, I don't think that this will be a particularly close. It may be a close game because of emotions and just the history of the rivalry. But right now, I don't think that the North Carolina Tar Heels are playing on the same level with the Blue Devils. Wow. Okay. Okay. Cool. I'm sorry. I just had to sneak that in. My bad. That's a that's a me thing. That's a me thing. All right. <laughs> Now, um, let's let's get into um, this NFL stuff. I really want to um, ask some questions about um, what's happening this weekend. So there's a huge there's huge matchups this weekend. Um, one between the Cowboys and the Rams happening at about eight fifteen um, on Saturday. Um, and then Sunday you have Saints versus Philly, right? Um, I want to get your right. opinion on um, Cowboys Rams. I know the Panthers. I know you. The Panthers saw the um, Philadelphia Eagles earlier in the season, right? Um, and you guys beat him, and, and beat him twenty-one to seventeen. But it was with Wentz. Have you seen a big change in Philadelphia now that um, Foles is, is is running the show? I think so. I think that um, Nick Foles gives them a different different dimension. I think they are in a very enviable position to have literally no drop off when they lost their starting quarterback. And to be honest with you. With the way that Foles has played under pressure and with their season on the line so many times, he can go on arguably any other NFL team and possibly start. So the Eagles are definitely um, in a very enviable position with having him as a backup. So it, it should be things can get really interesting this March when it comes to Nick Foles. I expect a lot of a lot of teams to be knocking on this door. Do you think? Um, I, do you think that the coach coaches better? I've I've heard that a lot. The coach even coaches better when when Foles is that quarterback because he kind of has to rely on the scheme more so than the player. It, do you think is that a thing? Um, I think the coaching definitely does um, adapt to the personnel. I mean, I think that's in any situation. I don't think it's just 
with Foles and um, Peterson. I think that in, in any in any situation, you have to play to your to your personnel strength. So you may call a game very differently depending on who's under center. So I do think that, that that's the thing for sure. Now, the Panthers got a chance to see the Cowboys in the very first game of the season, beat them 16-8. I mean, that's when the Panthers looked, like, phenomenal. I know we'll talk about, you know, we'll get deep into some Panther stuff at the time, but the Cowboys at the time and even up until, like, midway through the season didn't look like a Super Bowl contender at all until the Amari Cooper trade. All right. How have you seen that team change? That team just needed a little bit of confidence. I think that Amari Cooper gave them that. And um, when you're playing well, it transla- if you're playing well on offense, it translates to defense and vice versa. I think that the Cowboys have always had a formidable defense. Um, early on the very first game that season opener, a lot of people were were complimenting and lauding the Panthers' defense on what a spectacular job they did of limiting the Cowboys. But I don't know, as the season went on, I felt like, it wasn't so much as that the Panthers' defense was just so good versus the fact that the Cowboys just weren't weren't competitive on the offensive on the offensive side of the ball as, as we see that they are now with Amari Cooper. Oh, so, so with you... Amari Cooper that game with Amari Cooper on the Cowboys roster in the opening week that game down in Charlotte could have gone very differently. Wow. Okay. So, do you feel like the Cowboys are now a legit Super Bowl contender? I would say, I would say, yeah, I would say so. Um, I don't think they'll make it to the Super Bowl, but I think that they definitely give that they're not just going to roll over. Um, if they can play like they played against Drew Brees and the Saints, don't be surprised if they come out with the victory this weekend. Ooh, how take they would have to they would have to take that defensive game plan that they use because if you look at the Rams and you look at the Saints. Both have a great running game. Both have, um, you know, great quarterback play. Both have a downfield presence with, you know, um, with, I'm sorry, with um, the receiving court out in L.A. So I'm not going to say they are just like the Saints, but if the Cowboys can put together a game plan much like how they prepare for the Saints, I think they, should, they could shock some folks. I think, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I feel like um, – I would be shocked if they went down there and, and beat the Rams. But um, actually, no, I take that back. I wouldn't be completely shocked based on the way they've been playing. I wouldn't be completely shocked. Right. Um, I don't think they will, but I think they can. And, and you know, that's that's kind of like it's a weird feeling, but we'll, we'll see how it all works out. I want to talk about these Saints, though. Um, you, you saw the Saints... Now, the Panthers did a phenomenal job against the Saints, and, and if it wasn't just for, like, a few different turns, that could, that game could have went differently, right? So, That's pretty much the, the mantra for the whole Panthers season. Mm, if mm. this play didn't happen, if that play didn't happen, instead of them being 7-9, and nine, the Panthers could possibly have been 15-1. Wow. 15-2. I mean, because most of their losses, except for Pittsburgh and um, in the Falcons game, well, by the time they played the Falcons the second time, I don't even, I feel like the morale was just kind of like, whatever. <laughs> but um, outside of that Pittsburgh game, they really shouldn't have lost any other game. It comes down to one possession games. All 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 losses other than that late Falcons loss were by a touchdown or less. 
so by the time you guys caught the Saints, you were catching them, um, I guess, on the other side of their peak of the season. Do you feel like they can regain that that essence and, and possibly, you know, make a trip to the Super Bowl? I definitely think they make it to the Super Bowl. I am pushing for a state Charger Super Bowl. <laughs> I think most writers are, though. Oh, really? That story writes itself. It does. It does, especially with the veteran quarterback from both teams. Yeah. I would really like to see a Breeze River Super Bowl. But I do think that the Saints are a very formidable team. As long as they play to their ability, I don't see anybody stopping them. I see them going to the Super Bowl and actually winning. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, so, I want to ask your, your predictions on these games, but I, I think I kind of got it. But, but I still want to clarify <laughs> it. Um, Cowboys, Rams, who do you see coming out of that? Man, that's... That's a 50-50 for me. I know. I know. <laughs> I really feel like it could go either way. But you know who I think will be the X factor in that game? Who? Dak Prescott. Really? Definitely. Okay. What if about... the Rams not Prescott off his game early, Cowboys stand no chance. Wow. Okay. Okay. But if he's on his game... If he's on his game and that defense shows up, the way that they can, I think the Cowboys can sneak away with with the win. Okay, okay. I feel like um, I feel like I don't know what to expect either. I'm gonna be dead honest with you. I feel like I don't know what to expect. So if I had kind of had to pull, if I had to pull one of the names, um, like just randomly, I would say I would have to go with the home team in this case. But that's the best I could do there. But we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um. Saints Philly, who do you think comes out of there? Oh, thanks. You know what's funny? You said that with no problem. <laughs> yeah. You, I think they're going to the Super Bowl. So do you really think it'll be that do you think it'll be an easy game for them? I didn't say easy. I just think that they'll win. Okay, okay. I'll go with that. Alright. So, um, according to what we just said, we're thinking possibly, um, well, I'm thinking Saints and God knows, and you're thinking Saints and and God knows too, right? I'm thinking. Are you you just you're saying for just this weekend in the NFC? Yeah, just this weekend in the NFC. Yeah, yeah. Saints and Saints and who knows? All right, cool. I go with that. And then um, after that, for the Super Bowl, you see the Saints representing the NFC. Um, on the other side, you say you're pushing for a um, a Saints Charger Super Bowl. But who do you think who do you think will end up there? I think Saints Chargers. I think that um, Philly and Co have found their stride. I think they've been. I think Tom Brady and the guys are. I think their season is going to end this Sunday. Um, and right after facing the Patriots, I think the the Colts turn. I'm sorry, not the Colts, but charge that title game. Oh, say so. You see the Chargers. You see the Chargers um, winning in the um, title game. So Chargers Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Chargers Chiefs, and then and we've seen that battle before. We've seen how that play. We've seen how that played out. Um, and I can right. see exactly what you're saying. That that story. That's a that's a beautiful story too. Okay. Um. So you see a Saints Chargers Super Bowl. Um. Possible Rivers versus Drew Brees. All right. I can mm-hmm. see that. Very interesting thing, especially with the Brees connection with Sandy uh, with San Diego when they were San Diego. 
right? So right. Breeze connection with the Chargers. Um, Breeze coming in to replace Philip. I'm sorry, Rivers coming in to replace Breeze. It, it's a beautiful story, and I would love to see a Super Bowl like that. I don't know who comes out of that, but I would love to see that. All right, so I have to ask you this. You told me earlier that the Panthers, um, I mean, if it weren't for, you know, one or two plays, they'd be at like 15 and one, right? And it'd be them who'd be writing their own postseason story right now. Exactly. So where do you see the Panthers kind of um, headed this offseason? The very last game of the season, the very last time um, I saw the Panthers, they were beating the bejesus out of the Saints. Um and and I know it was against like the the second team in the second half, but in that first half it was Panthers. Yeah, that first uh, half that was the same first team defense. Yes, and it was twenty three nothing. So, so, what's the future direction for the Panthers? Where are we headed? A lot of that hinges on Cam Newton this offseason. I don't think that he um, took the time off that he needed to take off for that shoulder injury. There seems to be a lot of unknowns and kind of trial and error um, positions taken on what needs to be done, how many he needs to rehab. I personally think he may have to have another surgery. Mm. I think that that shoulder is a lot worse than um, than the organization is letting on. But then again, the Panthers are a very tight-lipped organization. They keep things in-house a lot. So for me, I feel like the future of that franchise hinges on Cam Newton's rehabilitation and whether or not he can afford to do something like Andrew Love and sit out for two seasons. With a new owner and um, with the team going from 6-2 and two to 7-9 and nine and missing the playoffs, I, I, I would be remiss to not mention the fact that the coaching staff has to feel some type of, type of heat. And that may drive them to not be willing to let Cam Newton sit out. The coach had to rebuild. But I'm not sure if the Panthers, if there's enough patience with the current Panthers coaching staff that will allow that to happen for Cam Newton. Do you think, um, and and let me know if this question is, is too far, but I, I need to know. Um, do you think the Panthers delayed Cam Newton sitting out too long? Like Absolutely. they should have set him out a lot earlier? Absolutely. Cam Newton started appearing on the injury report in week eight. Week seven or eight, he was not throwing in practice on Wednesday. He was on a pitch count. And while, you know, we were, as media, we were being told, yeah, he's on the injury report, but this is just more like a veteran day, just a rest day. But I, the, the wheels started turning in my head because other veterans that were taking rest days, they were listed as rest. Cam was listed with a specific injury. And um, I don't know if you've watched, but Vashti Hurt, unscripted um, morning after spiel where we would talk for about five, ten minutes right before Ron Rivera's press conferences on Monday morning and just discuss the game, the previous night's game or the previous afternoon's game. It was clear as day that he was hurt. And I'm not going to say that you put that all on the front office or all on the coaching staff because Cam Newton is a competitor, as, as are a lot of athletes, and they want to be on the field, they want to be on the court, and it's hard to keep them off and keep them out of competition so that they can heal. So I think it was one of I think it was two things. I think that they were very very delayed in, in sitting him out, and um, I felt like he was delayed in allowing them to sit him out. If that makes any sense, 
if they would have allowed him, Cam Newton would have played those last two games as well, in my opinion. So, I, I, know, it's, I know it's tough to deal with an uh, athlete like him, especially a competitor like him, you know? Um, so I, I see exactly what you're saying. Maybe they just, you know, maybe it was, it was too tough to, to kind of pull him off the field, especially him being so motivated um, to beat the Saints. Very, very motivated. I mean, he's a competitor. I know people give Cam Newton a really hard time, but he's a competitor. And he's given the chance. I don't know anyone that would not want him on his, on their team. As much as people may talk trash, the guy, he gets after it. He works very hard. So I could understand his frustrations with not being 100%, and I can understand his desire to want to be on the field at all times. That's what true competitors do. You know, but, you know, you start to toe that line with, you know, the overall good of the team and the direction of the franchise. And I think that he definitely should have been set out much earlier and they could possibly have been in position to at least make make the playoffs, if not make a deep run. But for that being said, you know, it sounds like they're going to actually dedicate some research into getting him healthy and understanding more about that injury going forward. So is there a possibility that, that, that he could possibly miss parts of next season as well? I think so. It just depends on, on the depth of this injury, the seriousness of this injury. Okay. Now, I saw the, um, I saw the backup quarterback. Um, which one? They went through three. In like three I know. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm talking about Kyle Allen. Uh, when he played against the Saints, um, he had a phenomenal game. I think he got hurt even um, like towards the end of that game. Um, but great, great game for him. Do you think, and actually everybody who came in did pretty well. Like every quarterback who kind of came in did pretty okay. There was no like, oh my God, what's this? So everybody kind of came wow. in and did a decent job. Um, do you think it's a possibility that they could possibly lean on a Kyle Allen next season, at least for like the first part of it? think it's possible Kyle came in and he did he did some great things he did some awesome things in that position um like you said that that performance was against the Saints first first string defense in the first half of that game and he did phenomenal so I definitely think he's a name that you need to watch you could possibly I'm not going to give him the Nick Foles treatment just yet I think it's a little premature for that but I definitely think that um that he sticks around as a possibility all right, that's awesome. So, all right, I want to ask you a few more questions um, about the NFC. There are some big changes kind of coming in the NFC South. Um, there's a possibility that the Buccaneers could, I don't know if they'll move on or not move on from Jameis Winston. That's still um, up for a question. Um, there's coaching changes that's possibly coming. And what are some of the, the changes that you're hearing about or that you're, you possibly see in the near future? As far as the whole conference? or Yeah, as far as the conference is concerned. Man, I know all eyes are going to be on Tampa Bay with Bruce Arians signing on as their head coach and what he can do to right the ship. I know some people said I used the wrong word when I said could he resuscitate Jameis Winston's career, but I think I used the correct word. Sounds like the right word to me. Yeah, because he has been inconsistent. He battled with issues off the field. You know, he was benched earlier in the season and – we all know, we saw what Jameis Winston did down there in Tallahassee, so we know that the talent is there. We know that the ability, the quarterback IQ is there. He just hasn't been able to be consistent 
down in Tampa. I think that changes with Bruce Arians, hopefully. And um, if he can get James Winston going, I think that spells trouble for the NFC South. It's already a very difficult league for franchise quarterbacks in the NFC South already. I don't think it gets any easier. I think that Bruce, the hiring of Arians, changes what the Panthers need, specifically what the Panthers need to target this offseason. You saw the breakdown in the back end of that secondary, in, in the back end of that defense, in the secondary. At one point, they had given up about like 14 or 15 pass plays for over, almost 700 yards. Chunk play after chunk play. You know, you saw the very first opening drive down there against the Browns when um, Baker Mayfield unleashed what I think was about 66, 67 yard pass completion. So that's definitely an area of deficiency for the Panthers. And if Arians can be the quarterback whisperer that they say he is, the Panthers are going to need to counter with the defensive, um, with the defensive move, move. So I think that that's going to definitely drive um, the draft and the free agency signings that we'll see coming up here in um, March and beyond. Okay. Do you see the um, Do you see the Falcons changing much? Um, they have to. There's too much talent on that field, on that roster, to have finished the way they did. I don't know if that um, if, if that resurgence is going to come this year, this um, I'm sorry, next season, or if it's going to take a couple of seasons. But I definitely think that we're going to see changes. The only team that I don't see making any major changes are the Saints. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But the other three teams in a struggle to challenge the Saints for that NFC South divisional title, I think we'll see a lot of changes, a lot of a lot of changes in the makeup. I have this to ask you this. The Panthers alone have 29, um, will have 29 free agents. Ooh. That's half the team, half the, half the roster. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see who does what because it's an arms race at this point to be able to challenge the Saints. Let me ask you a question. Um, if if the Saints do win the Super Bowl, what are the chances that Drew calls it a career? I thought about that. I thought about the narrative of a Rivers versus Breeze with the winner retiring. Ooh. But I don't know. I think that if Drew decided to hang up the cleats after a Super Bowl win, I couldn't follow him. I don't think anybody could. Ride out into the sunset with the Super Bowl title in almost every NFL passing record, that's not a bad way to go. That's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. Okay. Look, um, I... I Golly, you dropped so much. You dropped so much, and you gave it to us. Qu- oh, well, I, don't say, I was about to say you gave it to I'm us sorry. quick. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but look, um, I have one more question. I guess um, on the way out, I really want. I I really just want um, maybe just like a real spill of what you see that the Panthers could absolutely do to to get back to Super Bowl glory, right? I mean, you guys have been to the Super Bowl twice, um, and I think it was once in, um, well, I know, Super Bowl 50, right? Um, that was the dab uh-huh. season, right? Yep. Super loved that season. Um, and then it was the, the loan situation, right, in, in, thir- in Super Bowl 36, around 2002, 2003, you went to the Super Bowl. Um, what, what's the one thing, uh, one or f- two or three things, possibly, you see that the Panthers can do to, like, right that shit? First of all, the offensive line needs to be addressed. As I said earlier, three quarterbacks in two weeks. 
when when other teams are able to consistently get that pressure and get to the quarterback that easily and that many times, it's an issue. You know, the past two seasons, the Panthers have battled with injuries. Um, they lose Matt Khalil, who was the, the 12-year career at center. They use not, they, I'm not sorry. I'm sorry, not center, but on that offensive line, he was a, definitely a leader out there. He retired. Um, I'm sorry, did I say Matt Khalil or Ryan Khalil? Two Khalil brothers. Ryan Khalil retired. Matt Khalil, we don't know what is going to go on with him. He missed most of the season with the injury as well. Um, Trey Turner missed the last game of the season with the injury. They've been so depleted by injuries, and there's been such a carousel of players on that offensive line, they haven't been able to get any stability. I think that that's definitely the very, very first area that needs to be addressed because you can't keep going through quarterbacks. You just can't do that. They're not that, that plentiful in the NFL. So that's the first thing that needs to be addressed. Second thing that needs to be addressed is the secondary and um, defensive line. As far as on the offensive side of the ball, outside of their offensive line, I think the pieces are in place. They've made the moves they needed to make to get um, someone to stretch the field, you know, to get um, a solid running back and, well, a Swiss Army knife and Christian McCaffrey because he's running, he's catching. Shoot, he threw a touchdown pass. Yeah, he's that boy bad. He's their emergency quarterback. He was warming up on the sideline in the Saints game just in case he needed to come in for Kyle Allen. So... On the offensive side of the ball, other than the line, I think they're good. But I think that there needs to be some changes on that D-line and in the secondary. I definitely think that um, there needs to be some secondary depth. They had some injuries there, too. They lost the North Thursday. They lost Ross Cockerell. They lost um, Kevon Seymour. So there's you, a lot of areas that they have to go after, but I definitely think the offensive line is no more no. Do you say youth? Do you say youth movement with the linebackers? Um, I can't really say that just yet. Are you specifically meaning Thomas Davis aging out? Yeah. You got to say that. You got to keep it real. <laughs> I, I mean, it's interesting because Thomas has played, you know, Carolina, at Carolina. He's, he's, he's been the cornerstone of the Carolina Panthers defense. Like, as far as back as anyone can remember, Thomas Davis has been there. He has, he has expressed that he doesn't see himself playing for another team, but the Panthers have not offered him yet. They haven't extended him yet. I think if they don't extend him, I think he retires the Panthers. Um, but at the same time, he understands, you know, that he's getting a little bit older, you know, maybe maybe a step or two slow. I think that he's still playing at a high level, and I think he definitely has some football left in him. So it'll be interesting to see which direction the front office takes on that. All right. Uh, Miss Quick, thank you so much for all the stuff that you've given us. You've given us a phenomenal amount of information and depth and great detail. Um, do us a favor. Tell us where we can um, find you on Twitter, how we can follow you, and the business ventures you're getting into this offseason. You guys can follow me at Sheena underscore Marie 3. It's the same for Twitter and Instagram. Um, a lot of cool things coming up this offseason. Pro Bowls in a couple of weeks. Then the Super Bowl, of course. Also, I'll be here in Charlotte, so I'll be covering that. Um, immediately after that, we're getting into the NCAA tournament. You guys can check out my articles on FoxSports1348M.com and QuickOutTheBlocks.com. You can check out interviews on my YouTube channel, Out the Blocks with Sheena Marie. So 2019 should be exciting. I'm looking forward to hearing from you guys, getting some feedback on what you like, what you don't like. So it's going to be a wild ride. Buckle up. 
Awesome. Thank you so much. I truly, truly appreciate your time, Ms. Quick. No problem. All right. Have a blessed one. Started rapping at 17 in the front of a caddy. My daddy got me just thinking I had the Midas touch. Complication just confiscated my conversation. So we went from cruising to Billy making and now we take it real far, burning a check on my real star.